What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. So welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a special guest coming all the way across the country from Roseville, California. He started as an electrician three days out of graduating in 1997. And then he started his own electrical business, which has continued to grow uh, since 2006. He has quickly grown uh, within the Northern California area. Last year, for example, he started with four team members on his team. And then less than a year, he's already grown so quickly to 46 team members. And just a little side note, in his free time, this guy loves to crush some weights. So, Kevin Amaro, welcome to The Real Build, man. I'm happy to have you on. I'm excited because you're my first electrician I got on here, too, or electrical contractor. So, I'm excited to talk some electrical with you. Thank you. I'll be in the process of not disappointing. It's the only good answer. <laughs> That's a great answer right there, I hope. But, uh, no, I've been looking forward to having a, you on, man, because, like I said, you're the first electrical contractor I've had on. It's such an important thing within homes, too, uh, in my business. And then even in, you know, whether it's residential, commercial, or what, I mean, basically, if all the electricity in this country went out, there would be a complete panic. So you... <laughs> You, you hold a lot of power in your hands, literally. So <laughs> more, more panic worse than this COVID shit, huh? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go, <laughs> exactly. But what I like to get started with, too, is a little bit of back, about your background. So let's talk about who is Kevin Amaro. Well, my background as electrician or everything? Uh, everything. Life, whatever. Yeah, how you got basically, yeah, life. Let's hear the background about Kevin. Well... Like I said, start off, my family is all from Portugal. Uh, my brother and I are first generation out here in California, Tracy, California. I was raised the majority of my life, all my whole life, by a single Portuguese mother, my brother and I. I went to high school, had a lot of fun, didn't do good, had horrible grades, typical uh, entrepreneur, didn't pay attention, didn't do shit in school, partied a lot. Uh, three days after I jumped into the trade, uh, being an electrician, I was, those dots were connected by my mother as she did the hair of a lady who, whom her and her husband owned a contracting business out of Livermore, California. They're great people. Awesome. Awesome. First job. Uh, and then going through my electrical career, I decided to get my contractor's license because I was tired of working for these contractors who treat people like shit, like you're a fucking number, basically, is what it comes down to. Everyone just looks at you, you know, you're just, you're just a number for these contractors. You got owners out there that don't give a shit about any of their, what they say, employees. We don't use that term here. We have team members here at RRE. And that's the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this. I knew we could build... With a team, we could build the biggest 
baddest electrical contract in the United States. And we can do that through just simple core values, being a good person and treating everyone fairly. No, and I, uh, I love your story, man. Like, and you, you do have that typical entrepreneur story where, you know, it was like, screw school. Let's, uh, it's just right at three days after too, you went out, you were ambitious. You went straight to work. You got straight to work. You didn't sit around. You didn't think contemplate on, you know, whether I should go to college or not, or what I, what do I got to do next? Or you didn't go party or anything like that. You went straight to work too. And you can tell right off the bat, just by you saying your goal of how you want to have the biggest and baddest electrical company too, you know, out there, that's just, you, you see that drive from the very beginning. As well. We're in the process of doing it. I, I don't just want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. And I mean, I love that. That's a thing too. And I, I look at myself the same way. Like, you know, I, I, I obviously am part of a family owned business, um, but also, you know, on my real estate side and so on, I'm trying to do all these different things and branch out to where I can make the company even bigger than ever. And my real estate side and my home, I started a home launch business. I started all these things where I didn't have to do, I could have just sat and been comfortable uh, and just, but no, I wanted more. And I see that with you too obviously you're about winning you want to win yeah exactly exactly so let's discuss your life a little bit more too um how do you obviously you said how you got started in electrical but why electrical over other industries what was the main reasoning behind that i've always liked hands-on stuff and in school i did take this is back when they had electronics classes i did take electronics and I guess one thing led to another. My mom maybe connected the dots a bit through the lady whom she cut her hair of. And they they were hiring at the time. She said, maybe Kevin would like to try this. And I was like, well, shit, of course. You know, I want to go to work. I want to make money. I want to use my hands. And that's how I got into electrical trade. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, well... Uh, electrical is not easy too. I mean, not all the trades, obviously. Uh, you got a, you, you got a lot of... <laughs> If, if I can do it, man, anyone can do it. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty easy in my opinion. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing too, is just the risk factor of it too. And I mean, a lot of people dealing with electrical, they're not willing to even come near an outlet, you know, and they're, they're afraid to, it's a circuit breaker flip off and they're still afraid to touch the wires too. So, Well, that's the typical, uh, what holds everyone back though is fear, right? Yeah. Fear in life is what's going to get you with anything. It's yeah. like as, as entrepreneurs that uh, we don't recognize fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're going just, for it. You just dove right in and went oh. for it too. No, I love oh, it. Just man. like you, you, you get excited probably when you see fear. You're like, good, it's time for me to screw some shit up. Yeah. I'm make this work. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to win. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, you always have that thing in the back of your mind that tells you to not to do it. But to be honest, I've over this, this amount of time and doing what I do too. It, it's almost like I want more. And I have a sales guy that works with me too, and especially in the real estate end of things. And if I do, you know, like a uh, $2 million deal or something like that, he's like, Holy, you know, Holy shit, man. Like that's good. But to me, I, I even my girlfriend, like she sees me, I'm like, yeah, just closed on a, two million dollar house blah 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 she's like you gonna get excited you gonna i said i always say no i want more 
I mean, that's Shit, not 200 million. Yeah. It's Give like, I'm not even, deal. that's, that's <laughs> the thing. I was like, uh, until I get up there and get more, I go, it's not, you know, because it's not that I'm getting used to it. We should always, and, and I'm obviously you follow Andy Frasilla too. And he always says, uh, celebrate the small victories too, just so you don't get, but there's things too that you, you want to push to have more. Cause that when you're an entrepreneur, man, you know, that's the thing is you, you, things like that, are, are they exciting? Yeah, but you're not going to settle for it. That's no, the not at all. I agree. No, I, I'd be right on the same page with you. Two, $2 million, sure. It's just numbers on the paper, man. Mm-hmm. Those numbers need to get larger and larger, and then then, then I'll get excited. Yeah. yeah. In, in essence, we, we signed our first uh, seven-figure contract this year, uh, which was a little under, under $2 million and it is what it is. <laughs> Did it excite me? I mean, I guess, yeah, it's cool. But I know, okay, we did that. Now we can do 10 times better easily. Mm-hmm. And, and you're doing it for everyone around you too. Okay, we got this. Now we need to take it to the next level. I, w- I want to sign a multi-million dollar contract now. And I want to sign multiple of them. Then you might get a little smile out of me or something, just like you. I mean, that's what drives us though. It's not a bad thing. I think it's awesome. No, I, I kind of, and, and continuing on this point, cause it's such a great point too. I kind of look at it in all aspects of life too. Like I just, I bought my second house and I s- sold my first one, which I'm in now. I just had an inspection. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I sold this one and I had an inspection this morning. It was, a, you know, quite hectic. You know, it's one of those things where I'm trying to fix everything I put off for the last four years of living here, you know, before yeah. the inspector got there, typical. But, you know, that's the thing is on my second house too. the stuff that I'm doing in it, I know in two years that I'm going to make more money on it. And that's already my thought process on that house is it's not I'm going to stay here forever. It's how much money can I make on this house? Yeah. And that's the thing with everything I do is it's I'm not going to settle in it and and because I don't see that because I know I'm like, all right, I'm putting this into it. If I put 25 grand to make another hundred grand in two years without the capital gains and this and that, and I can flip this to make another probably 150 in two years the way the growth of the real estate is here. You know, why wouldn't I do it? Moved on to the next thing, you know, yep. then take the money I made off this house, put it into something else too. And it's just that growing factor. And that's with everything too. Like you said, with business, you know, it's, it's you with the electrical company, you're trying to get a bigger deal, even more, uh, even badder deal than the first one that you had, you know, Always. it's just, that's, that's the mindset you have to have to be a good business on top of be better in life as far as everything else too. So. Agreed. And, and I type of family I come from, uh, no one really owned their own business in it. And they, when I talk to per se, maybe my mother about certain things, oh, you get, oh, how much, how much money do you need? I said, well, mom, I don't, I don't see that money. Those, those are just contracts. They're numbers on a paper. Oh, how big do you want to get? I said, I want fucking everything. <laughs> There's no limits because <laughs> we know we're growing that business for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously, sure. I want to make money. We all do. But I'm more so, I want to grow because I like it. And uh, Jen's in on this too, my other half. We like growing this because we see we're helping 
other team members who, who we consider family members, they're, they're paying their bills off us getting more work. They're, they're getting buying one, two homes, whatever they may be onto. We're helping them be better in life. That, I get more excitement out of that than the amount of money I'm going to make because I understand how to make money now. I'm sure I could roll into another business. Granted, obviously, it's going to take time. It isn't going to happen overnight and make money doing something else. What excites us the most over here now is helping our, our team members make more money and grow. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and that's spot on too. You see money differently, and I've talked about this with somebody else too. Is is you're not, and that's I, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction too. But when you yep. see money, when you're not stressing about it, or if you're seeing money as, and you want to take care of other people too, whether it's within your company or it's outside of the company as well. I mean, money starts to come to you in different ways. And I'm a big believer in that if you're not stressing about it and you're more worried about actually giving rather than receiving too, I've seen there's a big difference in that in life and everything. And and giving can go obviously within your company, your employees, and also, you know, helping the people that you're helping through your business too. And that's, you know, everybody that I've had on here, we, everybody has that same mindset, that same mentality of doing business right, you know, and that's what this podcast has also kind of become about. It's not just helping the clients, but it's bringing, you know, people within the construction or real estate or these industries that actually keep customers top of mind and want to do it the right way. Uh, and that's creating them to grow their businesses tenfold. Great. You so, nailed it on the head with that one right there. Yeah, it obviously goes back to how you're raised too, and that's how my mother raised my brother and I. Is, I mean, I, I want to help everyone heavily. Can you help everyone? No, no. <laughs> but you can make a damn good effort too. Yeah, yeah. And, and good things come back to you. You do good, good will come back. It's pretty simple. A lot of people don't see that in life, but it's it's pretty damn simple. Mm-hmm. There's not much to it. Yeah, no, I was raised the same way, man. My dad always taught me, same with my mom, is, you know, do do the right thing, do it right as far as in business too. Help your customers right. Don't, you know, don't do the, don't be cheap on them and do the wrong thing to try and do a quick, I mean, especially in construction, so many builders do that. And I yep. talk about it all the time. They cut the corners to try and save a buck. But in the yep. end, you know, they're not they're not the ones coming back to fix it. That's how we are as a company. If we cut a corner, well, guess what? More than likely in a year or two, we're going to have to come back and fix it and deal with that cut corner. Why not just do it right in the first place? Agreed. It's pretty simple. A lot of contractors, businesses, they're out there for the money, which is okay. But in the long run, people like you and I are going to smoke them mm-hmm. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're in it for the money, hey, I'm not going to knock you. Do I think it's the right thing? No, but that's my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree, man. There's a lot more people in the money in it for the money too, and especially like I, I've said this in the past too. When times are good, when times are good, you see them all come out of the woodworks, and you know yep. that's that's the money grabbers, and then they're gone when times slow down. And the guys that are left are the ones that are actually doing it right and taking yep. care of the people. So, which just happened right now. Yeah, a lot of that's happening right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Reality check right now. Let's, I, I want to kind of, let's discuss, you know, the different electrical you do and the difference between them. So, uh, you know, on your website, obviously you said you're updating that and so on, but you're doing more residential on the multifamily side. You're doing commercial, you're doing high reach lighting, industrial. Let's discuss these things. What, what are you doing within each one of them? Right now, our company is set up to where we have a service side, which service does everything from we're going to come to your house and fix a broken outlet or a bad switch to projects up to maybe five grand. They don't go much higher than that, small little custom projects. And, and that service side does residential and commercial. They also do our parking lot lights. So we have a bucket truck to do parking lot lighting. We have two bucket trucks to do parking lot lighting. They'll do service and repair on the service side for parking lot lights. On the construction side, we do commercial, haven't really gotten an industrial world, industrial world and multifamily. Commercial projects range from anywhere to, we've done something as small as a little burger patch remodel, which is a $10,000 job to our biggest project currently right now is uh, we had a six story Hilton going on in San Jose. Hilton Hotel. We have a lot of projects across the board just like that. We also do, we're partners and shape partners with a manufacturer, lighting manufacturer out of Richmond, California, who makes LED lights. And we're doing the retrofit, the entire retrofit of Sutter Hospital and Tracy, lighting retrofit interior. And we also do parking lot lights. We've done two parking lots, uh, full parking lots with them. Uh, one of them had about 124, sorry, one, one parking lot with them and had 124 lights in it. We're slowly starting to dip into that world where we can utilize our bucket truck to increase uh, the company and company's revenue and make the company better, provide more jobs mm -hmm. for our team. Well, actually, well, the, result, the end result with that, with the bucket truck, is to have at least 20 of those things going. Mm -hmm. And I want to have a guy that stays busy all the time where that's doing service or new work on that side. And that's basically... If I said that correctly, and just all of our all the stuff we do here, the multifamily we have two apartment complexes going on. Okay, so yeah, you're just doing. So when you say retrofit, obviously, too, just so the listener knows, it's more just swapping out uh, old electrical for LEDs and. Yes, the lights mainly just the lights. So we're switching out old fluorescent lights and old high pressure old fluorescent interior light two by four lights at the hospital in Tracy and putting new LED retrofit kits in. Okay. And then the parking lot lights, we're taking off the old parking uh, lot light heads that where they be high pressure sodium, uh, high pressure sodium lights. We're switching them out to LED. Pretty much those orange, old school orange lights that you, uh, that you see in parking lots. You're basically swapping those out for the brighter LED lighting. I'm sure. Yeah, yes. We're swapping out the bright LED. Yes. Yeah, those dull orange lights or whatever. Uh -huh. But uh, I mean, that, that kind of brings me into my next thing because this is so important now too. I mean, whether it's on my end in the residential, which you're not doing as much of on residential construction, but um, I mean, in commercial, everything, like you said, they're doing it in the hospitals with, with the LED and everything. So energy efficiency is so big now. And obviously with electrical that's why everybody's doing it. They want to save on their electric bills. They want more efficient. Uh, and so what, what are you seeing more of uh, within the energy efficiency realm with your commercial jobs and so on? 
I would say out here in California, we see a lot of uh, LED lights now. Almost everything is LED across the board. Mm-hmm. And California is having us do a bunch of Title 24 stuff, which is different lighting controls uh, to control the time the fixture's on and even the dimming of the fixture to cut back and save energy costs. What the majority of things they're doing out here for energy. I don't do much in solar yet. You got to ask Mr. Sean Henry about that. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get into solar eventually, but right now we have plane on our plate. And I, we're, we're in the process of getting our company structured properly before we can branch off to any other directions as we just started the branch off into Arizona currently. Yeah, which I heard in your area too in residential. I heard this yesterday. Um, I don't know how how true it is or not but they're requiring solar on some of the residential house our majority of them in certain areas of california now yeah i heard that too they're they're requiring a certain percentage of new homes to have solar on them now which is huge for somebody like sean henry (laughs) yeah huge for someone like sean i don't think he wants to come to california but (laughs) (laughs) he's kicking ass where he's at and i think he just expanded to uh, South else. Carolina, I think. Yeah, he, he's Sean's kicking ass. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, but yeah, it's it's even in our stuff now too. I mean, down here in Florida, believe it believe it or not, where I'm at, we're not doing as much solar. I don't know why, but it just hasn't really taken off in the in the Naples, Marco Island area where I'm at in Collier County. I mean, some people are ha- are doing it. Some people just are sticking with the same. But every, everything's energy efficient, low E uh, windows, and, and they're doing all LED lighting everywhere. There's, I, I mean, smart plugs now. There's all these different things that you name it, an electrical with the low voltage and all that stuff too now. It's insane the amount of stuff they can do to save money. So it's an electrical obviously isn't cheap, but you know, now, especially with solar, if you get into that, you can erase your electric bill completely too. So, so there's a lot of different avenues people are going, but yeah, we're seeing, we're only doing standard led. And I don't remember the last time we put a new our regular bulb and something in a residential job, uh, is just, you don't see it too. So, um, you know, let's, what about your pro I want to talk about your process. Cause I like to hear this cause this is so important too. I mean, whether it's in something that's a new construction or a commercial project or one of your multifamilies that you're doing too, what's the process that you're going through from start to finish, you know, so customers can hear, I mean, even if somebody's going to do a residential job, um, or building a new house, I'm sure the process is pretty similar. I mean, obviously California has its different laws than Florida where I'm at, but everywhere's different in the country, but there's some similarities too. So what's your process kind of from start to finish? As far as getting the project too? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start. Yeah. Let's add, yeah. As far as getting the project, cause I know you get a bid and stuff cause you're more in the commercial world too. Let's hear yep. about that too. Well, right now what we're doing is we're, we, we're, in, we're in the process of building up better rapport and relations with certain contractors who we feel their core values fall in line with us and we like to work for them, vice versa. They like to work with us as well. And we've weeded out quite a few contractors over the last year and a half uh, who just, we're not, we don't, we're not compatible for, <laughs> to censor myself a bit. Uh, we do things a certain way here. I, I think we just do it the simple 
right way where we communicate a lot. But we're in the process of building up the report with contractors. Contractors will send us invitations to bid, or sometimes we get a phone call, hey, we want you to bid this this job, which we're we're working on getting that a lot more. We want them to be calling us indirectly because of or sorry, directly because of the job our team does. We want to get those calls. And I can see within the next six months we're gonna have a lot of that going on. Like, hey, we'd really like you to bid this project and have a reasonable increase our chances of getting this project because of our team and who we are when our reputation gets out there more than what it currently is. We bid the job, it goes to our estimating department, estimating department puts together, bids it. A few of us will overview it, send it off to the contractor, our proposal over, they review it. Maybe sometimes they have a few questions come back at us. Hey, is this included? Is that included? Which doesn't happen much because our, our estimating department, Ashwin, He's our head estimator. He's gotten extremely good at giving detailed proposals and everything we include in there. Goes from estimating to the contractor and contractor, then cut out some parts. They award us the project. Uh, usually we develop a schedule of values, which is for the job, the build dates on it. We go over the scheduling with them, start the project. Uh, we start with the if it's a full build-out, we'll start with the underground, go to the site, lay out the underground, and a few weeks later, they start building some walls. We go in there and do our rough, and we like to keep certain processes down. When we go in there and do our rough, we keep the synchronization of the job to where we do everything at the same time. We're roughing in the walls and above grid, our ceiling. We want to do that all at the same time. That way, our trips, our final trips will return after inspection towards the end of the project. Is just to put plugs, switches in, and do final connections, which we're, we've got pretty nailed down. Our team's kicking some serious ass on that. And then usually we have final inspection and got a punch list. A lot of the times we don't have much left on our punch list because our team's doing such a great job. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one thing. One thing I wanted to start with what you said, too, is the core values thing and kind of getting rid of the contractors that don't mesh with your core values. I mean, not a lot of people would do what you're doing right there too. And that's so huge because you, it's, it's a team thing. I mean, even in the residential side too, I mean, we probably had the same electricians for, I want to say the last 15 years, maybe 16 years doing our stuff. And you know, they're, they're great at what they do. They do it right. I mean, even on the rough stage too, we do that off that walkthrough at the rough stage with the customers to make sure, you know, if they want to add an outlet or they want to add a plug here and there, move a light or their center light, it's there in the roughs. It's not when drywalls up and so on. So, I mean, that's what you said there with the core values and, and just getting rid of the contractors that don't mesh with the same values you have. I mean, that speaks volume about you as a, as a contractor which in, in my opinion I, you know i'm sure whoever may listen to this it, it's not a knock against the other contractors that we're no longer doing work for we just we're not compatible yeah for to make that and some of these other contractors do they do well they, they got very good sized business or they probably will grow it i just don't agree with the way they're growing it mm-hmm yeah, and compatibility compatibility in any anything is especially in business is huge too, especially in such a big part of like the electrical. 
you know, and, and that's the thing. Our electricians we use aren't the cheapest electricians. There's a lot of contractors out there that are using cheap electricians because they're bidding and they're getting the cheap cheapest price and that's who they're going with. We've had ours for years because we are compatible, like you said, with that. You know, we know the, we know the head guys. We know how to work with them. We know how to hammer things out, do it right, get it done. They're back if we need them on a, on a warranty item or anything. If something's not working later on, you know, that's compatibility right there. That's what matters versus a cheap guy that probably is not going to come back. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it speaks for a lot. Like you said, the relationship you guys have developed. There's a mutual understanding there. It's not that they're not trying to be the lowest. They just know what, where their numbers need to be. Mm-hmm. Similar to us, we're very rarely the lowest contractors. Sometimes we are, sometimes we aren't. It's not, we don't shoot to be low. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be anymore because I know the service we provide. If, if someone's to undercut us to be low to this, have at it. Mm-hmm. Good for you. We're, we're not going to play that game. We're there to provide a full total value service. And these contractors, once we start working from, they're going to see what our team can do. And if we're a couple grand higher, 10,000 higher, however big of the project you'd be, they're going to be okay with that. Cause they know we're attempting to limit the change orders as well too, which is huge for someone in your position as a, as a general contractor, you don't want to get change orders. Cause now you have to go fight, not necessarily fight, but you have to present to, to your client when they already have an allotted budget. They're like, Oh shit. What do you mean another 20 grand for this? Well, it wasn't on the blueprints, blah, blah, blah. Or with someone who your current electrical contractor you guys can work something out. I'm not saying you're not, you always got to get paid for your work, but instead of getting hammered for 20 grand, maybe they're like, okay, you know, we, we can do this for 12,000. We, we can cut the cost a little bit more than opposed to your low bid contractor who these guys are, <clears throat> I'll reserve what else to say about them, but they, they, they bank on being the lowest contract and they'll come in there and just hit the, the contractors, the general contractors for some high amount change orders. Mm-hmm. And we know they do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not the right thing to do, but they teach his own. Yeah. And I've spoke about that with the, like, even on the building side, man, I, I, we're never the lowest. And I, and somebody's looking for the lower price. I, I just, a lot of time, I just tell them, I go, I'm not going to be the lowest price if you're bidding other builders. And usually I find out it's a small town. I could find out who they're bill, bidding and talking to. And, and, you know, I really feel out the customer on that aspect of stuff, too, because you do get what you pay for. And like I said, in something with like electrical, that is such a big thing within a house. You know, if one problem happens, there's a lot of problems, you know, and you don't want to skimp on it, too, just because you want it done right. You know, if your lights go out, your lights go out, your power goes out, your power goes out and you're stuck. You know, your your AC stops working, especially here in Florida when we got 109 heat index right now with this humidity. Good luck, you know. And that's part of the thing you're going to get with us. Yeah, we may be a little bit higher. We don't do that on purpose, but everyone on our team, they're willing to go the extra mile. You know, mm-hmm. They want to fully satisfy our client and provide the best value possible. That's not just me saying that. You can ask anyone that's on our team, and that's what they're here for because we, we vet them well. And through our hiring process and, and they see what we have to offer based off our core values. And I say, it's pretty simple. Either you fit these or, or you don't, it's not a knock against you. It doesn't mean you're a good person or a bad person. If you don't, this is just what we're looking for. People who are compatible with these values and share the same values as us. And that's how we're going to, that it's a proven process now because we went, we, we grew up to 46 now 
and we didn't even fully implement it yet. We just recently started fully implementing that. And that, that was my fault, not pushing that agenda enough. And now it is Jen and, and my job and the rest of our management team to push those values on everyone else as we grow. And then it, it's gonna, it, it should be, I want to say, I always like to say easy. It's gonna be easy to become the largest contractor based on these things. We, we both know you, you understand it. When I say easy, mm-hmm. it's a different level of easy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I know it's going to be easy to do it because of these core values and we all are here to do the right thing. And that's how we're going to grow and be this big, badass electrical contract in the United States with best pay and benefits for all of our team members. Yeah. I mean, if you can get everybody on the page, that's the hard part is getting everybody on the page and on the same game with your core values and everything too. But that's also part of the hiring process. But, you know, we deal with stuff as contractors too, you know, where you're going to have an employee because they don't see the business like you do. That business is yours. It's your baby. You want it done. You know, you want things done right. You're constantly thinking that way too, is that, I'm always going to do it right. I'm going to do it, you know, because you're going by those values. So if I got a guy that's in there, you know, he's complaining about a customer, this and that, and a customer saying this, I got to check him and put him back on. That's where we come in as business owners too. So you got to check him and then re reiterate the right response to doing it. And so it's hard to explain, which I know, you know what I'm talking about too. (laughs) It's just hard to explain because there's people within the company. Yeah. You want them to try. And and I was talking about this, even on our sales side too, I was talking about this the other day is it's just, I have such an appreciation for our product and, and what we put out there that people can sense that. So if I'm in our model home, for example, and I'm selling it versus the guy that works for me, uh, I'm going to have a lot more passion towards those people walking in versus him who it's not his product. And, but yet he's there to try and sell it and make money and a commission and so on. But me, it's not about that. It's about me getting more builds and expensive builds and, you know, and building that brand and that portfolio too, to the next level as well. So it's just a difference, man. But it's, it's all about teaching these people within the company to feel that same. Agreed. Agreed. You know, but, um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, some common electrical problems people deal with, you know, and, and a lot of these, obviously, state certain states, probably majority of them, a lot of people probably shouldn't be dealing with them themselves. You know, if their breakers tripping or their lights are flickering or outlets are sparking or power outages, you know, happen in their homes. What are some other issues and how can someone address them? You know, like obviously call the electrician, but if not, why are these things happening? Let's kind of brush on that a little bit, too. Well, breaker tripping could be nine times out of 10. It's something's overloading that circuit in in the home or or the commercial workplace. And what we've seen on our service side, when I used to do the service side hands-on, a lot of times people are just plugging way too much stuff into that individual circuit. Space Hmm. heaters, that uh, tends to be a culprit. Uh, Vacuums actually tend to be a culprit too because they draw a high amount of amperage when other things are plugged into that same circuit. What did you say? Flickering lights? Uh, flickering lights. Yeah, that's one I've seen Flick, too. Flicker, flickering lights a lot of times ties into, especially with these new so these new LED bulbs everyone's buying, they have to be dimmable compatible. 
So if you have a regular LED lamp or light on a dimming switch that isn't a dimmable LED, that's when you're going to get your blinking and things are going to start going funky. Got to make sure the dimmer is compatible with an LED and that LED has dimming capabilities. Uh, the flickering lights, a lot of times it's tied back to a loose neutral or incorrect wiring in the house. What else you got? Uh, let's do outlet sparking. Outlet sparking. Outlet sparking kind of usually comes, uh, let's just say, sometimes it comes <laughs> from, you have little prongs inside the outlet that are compressed together. And over time, they start to get worn out. And that'll cause arcing, which causes your sparking, which that'll cause breaker tripping too, or shit that can even cause a fire or that outlet to melt, depending if the breaker holds. What about a what about a GFI blowing out after let's say a short short period of time? GFIs are timbered mineral, just like the arc fault breakers. GFIs can we we've uh, did a few houses where we we put in GFIs that are bad right off the bat. Uh, what can cause uh, GFIs? You just go bad over time. There's nothing really yeah. indirectly that causes those things to go. That I've noticed personally. Maybe someone else has better knowledge on that. But what we've noticed here uh, together as a team, they just go out. There's nothing that really causes it. Not that I would say stay away from plugging this in or doing this to it. You want to make sure. I think on a GFCI, you're supposed to get them regularly tested. I believe every six months, but obviously no one does it. Mm-hmm. to make sure they're working properly yeah most people probably aren't doing that but uh, no. what about no. <laughs> what about what about if your power just decides to completely go out <laughs> a lot of the times that we've experienced out here if it's not the i don't know your power providers out there out here we have roseville utilities that does the electrical or pg e if it's our smud if it's not on their end it's the main breaker a lot of the times the main breaker in these older panels it's just wear and tear over time, especially uh, Zinsco panels. They're notorious for the main breakers going out, Zinsco and Challenger panels. The main breaker will go out. Usually one side on the back of the breaker burns out, and that's why you get these calls. Only half the stuff in my house is working. Yeah. Or my air conditioning is not working anymore. Or my dryer is not heating properly to dry my clothes, and that's because the main breaker went bad. Nine times out of ten, that main breaker is going to go bad when that occasion happens when power goes out. Yeah, so and this kind of leads into my next question too, because I mean, obviously, me and you brush on this too. I mean, electrical runs everybody's lives. Without electric, it'd be a complete panic in the streets. You know, I mean, everybody's online. (laughs) You know, everybody's plugged into the internet. They're plugged in. They got lights on. They got fans on. AC down here, like I said. I mean without electrical it's like what world did we live in before you know what i mean and and that's what i want to know too is what should people take notice of before hiring an electrical contractor you know wherever they're at because that's so important because there is a lot of and me and you brush on this too there's a lot of you know when things get busy a lot of people will become an electrician and they'll start their own business and they're cheaper and this and that but what should people take notice of before hiring to protect the client or the, or the customer and the homeowner average homeowner i would say to make sure who you're hiring is licensed which will require them to be bonded if they're licensed and they have insurance make sure everything is current and that insurance is in place if something were to happen you can actually check on the state license board uh, if these contractors have any claims against them. 
that may put up a red flag. And I would always check, make sure whoever you're hiring to cover, because we all know there's a lot of guys, which I, I did in the past two years and years ago, I did stuff on the side, which we shouldn't do. But there's guys that do stuff on the side to make extra money and they're going to be cheaper than the contractors. But consequences come with that. If you got a guy going out there doing a service call for 50 bucks, usually he's not going to have a license. You're not able to assume the overhead cost in a $50 an hour to keep doors open. You know, you're, you're not going to make profit on overhead based off $50 an hour. That's a wage. That's not keeping your business open. And it's not to knock those guys. They just need to have the proper insurance in the event that something goes wrong for that homeowner or their house burns down. Now the homeowner's screwed. Hmm. They're going to have to use their own insurance on that when they shouldn't have to. They should be able to go back on the contractor if it was their issue they caused. Yeah. Make sure they're licensed, bonded, and insured. Yeah, well, which makes sense too, because you know I'm guilty of it. I've paid somebody on the side to do it. They were, they yeah, were. We've all done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's true too. If something goes to go wrong with, say, that outlet they swapped out or something like that, and, they, and it gets traced back to that outlet, well, what's the insurance company going to say? You know, that's on you, man. Or you got the paperwork for that, you know, and stuff like. It's just you don't. It think goes about back that. to what you said earlier. You get what you pay for. Yeah. I understand a, a electrical company may be 110, 120, 150 bucks an hour versus this guy that's going to do it for 50, but you got to make that decision right there. There's this slight chance. I'm not saying all those guys that are only charging 50 bucks an hour are bad. A lot of them are good electricians, but there's a slight chance something could go wrong. A little CYA cover your ass and you're good to go. Yeah. No, spot on, spot on. Yeah, it could, I mean, especially with something so important too. And if it's a major thing too, please, if you're listening, pay an electrical contractor in your neighborhood to do it. <laughs> I suggest you just to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hanging you lights, fans, your stuff. Protect yeah. your family. Shit. I mean, your family's the one that lives mm-hmm. there. One wrong move, and that the house could burn down. And, and, and well, let's just hope your family isn't in there with you. Yeah, yeah. I got for that's obviously an extreme case, but we don't. Like I said, you and I have both done it. We've paid people on the side to do something cheaper. Was it the smartest decision? No, but it's probably something we had to do at the time. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody out there that's listening has done it. I mean, whether it's just paying paying a long guy to do something on the side too, but it's just, you know, it's it, with stuff like this that's that important too, like you said, there's it's not worth the risk too, especially in something big in a house, you know, Great. as big as electrical as Great. well. So, um what are some let's I like what what are some tips you know people should know to save time and expenses when planning to do electrical improvements, whether it's residential or commercial? I know you're more commercial uh, on a project because obviously you know t- brushing on the cost thing like we just said, people want to you know people want to save money. Electrical is not cheap. So what are some things they can do to possibly save money on the electrical end? If they're doing a custom house or building their commercial office, I would say one of the best things they can do, in my opinion, is find yourself an electrical contractor who's willing to get involved from the beginning so mm-hmm. they can give you feedback on how to build this thing properly. Because we all know architects and engineers, yeah, they're great. But in a perfect world is when they're great in. 
a lot of stuff doesn't translate and work out in the field properly. So if you get your MEPs, your mechanical electrical plumbing contractors involved from the beginning, I think that's where you can save the most money because they're involved from a design build from the start. Yeah. And it's going to cut out a lot of guessing. Or if you just have an architect or engineer that builds this, builds this out for you, you know, they, here's your blueprints. This is what you want, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of things on there probably aren't going to work out, or maybe they're not exactly up to code. An electrical contractor or MEP contractors, your mechanical, electrical, and plumbing. If you get them involved in the beginning, they're going to see those things, some of the things that the architect or engineer may not see. And that's not a knock on architect or engineers, even though a lot of them suck. But it's not, it's not too big of a knock. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's important to get them involved in the beginning to help save costs. And that's also going to cut out, you're attempting to cut out mean change orders later on. You have those guys involved and the owner of the home, custom home, in a lot of situations, they're going to say, well, I want an outlet in this hallway too. Maybe the architect or engineer just didn't put one there because it's not, uh, it wasn't required in code. Electrician's going to notice, yeah, you may want this here, or maybe you want an, an outlet for this iron in the wall, you know, where you're going to put an iron board, just stuff like that, where they can give their feedback to help you save as much from the beginning, cut costs in the beginning, other rather than tack it on the end. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that answer because it is true. I mean, architects go to a certain extent on electrical and most of it's code stuff too. And then they're, sure. you know, and then some of them might even, that's where us, you know, we come in as a builder where I got to kind of uh, tone those down a little bit. They'll put in too many can lights to where rooms lighting up like a Christmas tree. So, you know, it's just <laughs> when you're working from the beginning and you're working with a builder and the electricians involved. And like you said too, I mean, even on the walkthrough, we do, we do a rough walkthrough too, so they can see reality because when reality's up, it's a whole different world. And I always yep. say that in all aspects, whether it's plumbing and stuff like that, because every, our plumbing's overhead and you know, if there's a shift or anything, the walls are open. It's a lot cheaper to do it while the walls are open rather than an electrician having to go through, cut into a wall, going into the attic. And you know, it's just, it's, it, it takes a lot more work to add later on. So we try and do it off the bat and it's a huge savings too. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, what are some major, let's go safety concerns people should be concerned about with electrical in their home. I mean, is there anything if it's, well, you, we kind of brushed on that if they're paying somebody on the side and so on, but is there anything else you can think of too? Safety concerns. I would say, the tips I would give is make sure you have, we're actually going to be rolling out some type of program for this. I know a lot of, which would be good. Yeah. Contracts, be exactly. You want to have your smoke alarms checked, your breakers checked regularly, your outlets checked regularly and your switches. Those are things that that would help prevent a fire because you can catch things ahead of time mm-hmm. before they happen. So if you're, you testing your gfcis out here in california use i don't know if you guys use arc fault breakers out there yet uh not required it's california bullshit (laughs) (laughs) they're they're horrible those breakers trip left and right they're more sensitive than the gfci breaker arc fault circuit interrupt breakers those would be a thing to have those regular checked Uh, have your panel regular checked I, i think smoke alarms are supposed to be changed out every eight years and we know no one does that six to eight years some and they're supposed to be tested yearly and 
I, I never did it when I went home. I don't know anyone that does. <laughs> those are those are tips that we all neglect that that should be done. And I know they cost money, but it's an investment into your your family's life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you just said too. I mean, it's so important those those little things too. I mean, the smoke detectors nobody does. I, I like I said, I. I do real estate also and uh, the amount of old smoke detectors that are just sitting up on or they're missing completely, you know, <laughs> it's just, you come across it. It's, it's normal. It's nobody ever really thinks about replacing them, especially every eight years or they have the old ones from the nineties still on there and so on that are withering away that turned yellow over time and so on. You know, they used yep. to be white. <laughs> But uh, or checking at GFIs and so on. But that's, you know, the inspector comes in and probably catches a lot of that too, but it should have been done throughout the time safety-wise during the time they're in their home because, you know, if a fire does happen, are you going to regret not doing these things too? You know, and we're all guilty of it as homeowners. I'm not saying I'm some angel here where <laughs> I'm checking all my stuff too. I just had an inspection today. All my stuff was good. I think I was missing one outlet cover because a couch slid into it and broke the outlet cover. That was it on all my electrical. So, nice. I mean, it's, it was all updated and everything. So, I mean, it's important to keep up on it, you know, especially on modern day electrical too. Cause a lot of, I just, the house I just bought, it's all old school can lights and so on. And I'm just looking at these things. They're all yellow and, you know, got the, you can't see anything. And I'm just like, oh man, this is going to be a lot of work. You it'll know, be fun. it's going to be yeah. worth it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll brighten the house up 10 times more. And I, I have to do it. I have no choice. So that's the thing. It's just, Please. if that would have been kept up, I wouldn't have to do this, but the homeowner before didn't do it. So when you swap all those old fixtures out to led as well too, you're going to cut down in energy cost and in heat cost, mm-hmm. heat and cooling costs. And in the chance of possible fire happening in your attic, and you, you get these, you swap out to these LEDs, they draw quarter less than a quarter of yeah. the heat that the, either the incandescent lamp or fluorescents don't put out as much heat as the incandescent. But you're going to cut down in that heating element for something to go wrong in the attic, as we all know, the insulation's piled around these lights. Mm-hmm. LEDs, you're not going to have an issue. They don't, they don't burn hot at all. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm doing with this attic too. So that's why I'm going to do it right and swap everything out. I'm spray foaming the attic as well. So oh, nice. yeah. So the energy efficiency is going to be 10 times better. The trusses are all going to be firmed up and you know, you got I love that. I love spray foam. I love that the isonine because it makes 10 times better. I mean, your attic cools like once you, it's like eight degrees more. And then once you pull the old bats out, then it goes exactly through the drywall and it cools the same as what your house is too. So you can basically have a party in your attic and, you know, (laughs) it's an extra room up there, you know? So, and that's probably when I'll have the electrician come and swap out those lights. So he's living the dream up there. Yeah, no no insulation. Yeah, exactly. But um, this question I've been wanting to ask you too, what is one of the most challenging projects you have personally faced as an electrician throughout all your years? And I know know there's probably one, you got to probably think about it a little bit, but something interesting, there's always something so, or challenging too. About building the company or, or job project job in itself yeah job or company yeah whatever you think whatever either or um whatever was one of the most challenging thing probably in the job itself too that you've personally faced or within the company uh, either or doesn't matter to me 
I would say within the company, one of the most challenging things that is still in the process or will always be in the process of doing is finding the right person for the right seat. Uh, I've made some very bad hires over mm-hmm. my time and cost a lot of money. Had a few people come in who uh, oversold and under delivered extremely bad and put us in a bad situation. Had a few things like that happen on the project. I don't know. I don't think we've had many. That's a good thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's to me because I, I like so I like solving things, and a lot of guys on our team do. I, maybe one of the hardest things I did was work on a uh, water treatment plant out here when I had to go in there and service. I went out there late on a Friday night and serviced it. I never worked on this type of machinery before. And it was a whole different, different world to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously we figured it out. Not a big deal. That was, that was probably the most challenging one. A lot of these bigger projects build outs. They're fairly easy in my opinion, but that's, I guess that's me talking. We obviously talk in a different language. I don't. <laughs> yeah. To the common person, that's like a maze yeah. of you know, wire and all that. But to you, it's probably just something. I mean, you're used it's, to doing it. We do yeah. it all the time. Though. It's hard to pinpoint that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the company, the, the, what you said about the company challenges too. I mean, I'm sure a lot of companies face that too when they hire. You, you're always going to come around along, you know, or that's always going to come around is you're always going to have that bad hire, a few hires that you're going to regret that you did and so on. Yep. I mean, every company, every business is a growth learning experience, as you know, too. And then you know what not, to, or then you know what to look for in your next hire too. So you know, and salespeople, you know, they're bullshitters. So it's you know, once you get around <laughs> the bullshit, and and you can see actually authentic salespeople that want to go by your core values and so on. You know, that's that's the thing, and that's what you're framing the business on is your core values. So which is huge too. Yes, absolutely, I agree. So. Um, what uh let's go into hiring too and more on your core values so what what are the most critical skills you require before hiring an electrician for your company i know your core values maybe you want to brush on those a little bit too and so what do you what do you require to work for you guys what's important to you our main requirement is is meeting our core values and our our core values we're still fully established them i developed them maybe six months ago and just kind of threw some stuff together and been refining them. And Jen, Jen and I are in the process and a couple of other team members helping. We're, we're going to refine them a little bit more. One of them is, is go the extra mile, uh, self accountability, do the right thing, ultimate integrity, respect others and their things referring to on job sites, uh, contractors who respect all their stuff, respect their job site period. We want extreme safety, and we believe in extreme cleanliness too. Here, I want to go. I want to leave it cleaner than it was when we got there. That, that's our end result. That's our goal. We want our, our team members to take the initiative at all times. Positivity. You got to be a thousand percent positive at all times. We don't want any Debbie Downers or any cancer in here that ruins the team vibes. Got to keep the team morale high. And uh, one of the most important ones is just win. We're there to win. Yeah, I mean, I love each and every one of those too. I mean, because it, it, it's so spot on. I, 
those are things that are running your business. Those are the key things that if that are operating. Uh, and I mean, the Debbie Downer one too. I mean, that's that's one thing I can't stand as somebody that's that's you know just straight down because it drag it drags down your company's morale and so on too. You got that one negative person or negative Nancy, and then it's yep. just going to drag down everybody else too. So it's. If you if people are going to establish those values, which a lot of companies don't have them, but all the major companies do, you know, they've learned about them and have them and so on, and know what it's required to to hire the right and so on. I mean, it it changes things tenfold, man, and and you can see through different people of what's actually going to fit and what's not. That's the biggest difference with what all that you just said. Because, I mean, you could read all those to somebody before you're hiring them. And if they're just like, you know, sitting there like they don't care what they're listening to. Or if somebody's like, yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. Then, you know, you know. Yes. And we re- re- reiterate that in the beginning. We tell them, look, it, we're, we're not your average contractor here. We actually, we stand by this shit. You're going to get hired and you're going to get fired because of those if you don't follow them. And tell them it doesn't mean you're a bad person if you get let go because you can't follow me. Just change me. You're not able to be on our team anymore because we want all good people who are on these values, mm-hmm. who fit these core values. And that's just that's our thing. That's how we're going to grow it, and that's how we've been successful at growing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what four to forty-six people, or three to forty-six, or four to forty-six people within the last uh, you know year is insane, and those those 46 I'm sure are abiding by those values. Obviously if they're not, you're going to be down to 45, but you know, it's, it's, I'm sure they all know they all came in and that's how you've grown so fast too. Cause you're getting these guys that not only respect you and the company and the values that the company puts out, but they're just, they're respecting their overall work because they have to, they have to abide by that. You know, it's written laws within your company. Yeah, and, and I and it's it's really easy for all of them to follow those because they already had those naturally to begin with. But if you have all those naturally to begin with, it's it's gonna be a breeze. And and everyone that we do currently have on our team right now, we don't have anyone that I can see letting go. They they already have all these eight or nine values naturally. So it's not an issue for them. And that's the thing that's awesome about hiring correctly. We learn how to hire correctly. If they have these naturally right, it's, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Which obviously we still make mistakes hiring every now and then it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're always going to have to face that too. One thing, one thing I wanted to ask you too, and this is just off the top of my head is, and I've asked this to people in the past, I, is how are you putting more of a focus on the long term? with with your contractors and so on so you're doing commercial and everything and and what are you doing as an electrician just so people and customers know what to look for and that's what the show's all about what are you doing to kind of that stands out from the rest of the people to maintain that relationship with the contractor after your job's done what are you doing from then on after the job's done we're establishing our line and we're keeping our line of communication open okay we're nothing, nothing special. We're just communicating and we build up that rapport and we want these contractors to, to be on board with us just like they want us to be on board with them. And we work as a team with them. When we're on that project, it's us and that general contractor. Either. We're there to help you 
move this job along for your client and provide the best value we can as a team with you for your clients. You can get the next project. We're there to help you. We're all in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure with the, with the, like you said earlier too, doing the punch outs and everything and limiting the punch out list because you've already handled it correctly too. That's what we're big on too. After the fact, even when, once the job's done, I mean, we've had con subs, the subcontractors have to go in and, and, you know, after a punch out and finish some stuff up and so on, but we're so, we're so committed to getting it done. You know, a lot of builders would say tough, tough shit, you know, you're done. I'm out, got my check, my final payment. You took your keys and I'll send a guy there when I can. And then they don't show up. We're there to finish it. We're even if we have to go back to fix something, whatever it may be, even we'll help as much as possible and a tip not to charge anything extra for it if they want us to go back a couple months later do x x x and x that's fine we're there we'll set it up we'll get in there and help you out yeah which is what it's all about for sure Agreed. some um, contractors notice it some don't yeah <laughs> they don't notice that we don't do work from anymore yeah we'll see there you go that's that's huge right there i mean that's yeah. that's awesome too um I've been asking this question to everybody because it's such an important question too. It's more on a personal level as far as yourself. What lessons have you learned throughout your journey? Uh, You know, obviously your company's growing fast within this past year alone. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to hear, you know, what, what have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or lives that can help us grow? And I know, I know this one's deep, but, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I've had a different answer every time. It's been awesome. So, well, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm continuously learning what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that's that seems to stick in my head. That was the biggest takes of uh, some of our past members that we had here. One in particular, I, I learned a lot of what not to do and what we're not going to do. And that, that has been a really big take that I've held with me. That, that's thing that main thing that comes to mind right now. Yeah, and elaborate on that a little bit too, like as far as, you know. Well, you, you make mistakes or you may have people come on, come in and make mistakes. You put a lot of trust in them. In the back of your mind, you're thinking like, no, this isn't what I want to do. I shouldn't be doing this or we shouldn't do it this way because – that's the way from 1980 or 1990 and it's 2020 right now. Uh, our, our younger generation operates differently and business in general is different now. And there's things that I went against my better judgment and went ahead and attempted to do. And I, I put too much trust in the wrong person. And I, I learned a, a lot of what not to do. Yeah. Which, which is huge too. I mean, cause it, business is a learning experience too. And I think most people admit it or not, that's how they learn. I mean, they, yes. you, you're going to learn from mistakes more than you're going to, you know, you're going to hit a grand slam every single yep. time. So you're going to either take those mistakes and get better, or you're going to take them and get worse and keep making the same mistake over and over again. And what was that full, what was that full question again that you were yeah. asking? Yeah, it was what lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or lives that can help us grow? Always do the right thing if you're raised right. And I've noticed in a lot of our projects that we do and and, and just in life, because I've 
been through the court system. I've done some stupid shit. You know, I had my, my I had a felony, which got removed off my record. I did some stupid shit. And that's because I was always doing the wrong thing. If you can understand that, your gut instinct's always going to tell you if it's right or wrong. And, I, and it goes right into business too. If you're doing the right thing, if you're providing value to your client, the best value possible, that's always going to end right. Whether if you take it in the shorts or, or you're losing money here and there, it's going to work itself out. Cause I know a lot of the times, Oh, let's just go this right. Cause like we were talking about earlier, it's a shorter route. We can make more money this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the right thing. We bid it this way. We're going to do it that way. We're going to do the right thing. And it's going to pay off because people are going to see that. And not only that people are going to see that, they just can go to sleep then the night knowing that you didn't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. You didn't fuck anything up. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Doing the right thing is a huge lesson I've learned in life. And when you do the right thing, <laughs> what the outcome is out of that, it's always good. It's never bad when you do the right thing. Never bad. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's huge right there. What you said, it, it is true though. If you do the right thing and there is that voice in your head that if you are doing the wrong thing, you know, and a lot of people go with the wrong thing. And later on, like we talked about earlier, you're going to have to fix it no matter what. If you don't fix it, then you get bashed by that customer. You know, your customers are your biggest fans. They are the ones that refer you more than anything. Uh, that's how you get your business. So you know, it's just, it's a domino effect. You know, you do it right. Then good things come out of it. You do it bad. Bad things are most likely going to come down the road. Agreed. So and that's, uh, we really strive on that. And that's another thing we do different here at, at, at RRE, our little company here is we refer to everyone as clients instead of customers. We are in the process of attempting to hold them to a higher value. Mm-hmm. We feel that as one of my, our main guys, the way he worded it was great where he said, uh, a customer is usually how it reminds him or certain people. It's just, it's just for that day, but a client's for a lifetime. So we're working on getting clients. We want lifetime members with us. That's yeah. one of the things we're going after. Yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. And um, another question I've been asking too is, you know, everybody asks about your past. I want to hear about your future, you know, whether it's plans, life, where will you be, whether it's business, where will we see Kevin Amaro in the future? Who will he be? How many years are we talking? Oh, 10, 20, 30, whatever you want. <laughs> well, my, our plan, uh, this includes Jennifer, uh, we, we want to be obviously the largest contractor in the United States. With that being said, largest meaning best paying, best benefits, uh, best team. I also want to get into, we also want to get into investing, build up tangible assets. Uh, so properties, multifamily homes, a lot of commercial multifamily homes. In 10 years, we will still have our hands in the business to an extent, but we're going to be doing other things as far as uh, purchasing, buying tangible assets. And maybe taking a vacation here and there. I uh, still probably not celebrating yet, just because I'm a hard ass on myself. That's how we we're raised. <laughs> no time to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, Like we talked about, man. It's it's, yeah, it's time to time to keep growing, right? No time to yeah. celebrate, but yeah. yeah, sometimes you need that vacation in between to recharge. That's that's for sure. I I, I all. I always used to think you didn't need that vacation up until recently until I noticed when you work at your 
above your capacity for too long, mm. it does it does actually start to affect you as much as you want to try to ignore it. Uh, it affects you. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like, right. But <laughs> um, that, and what always happens to, then you go on that vacation and everybody starts calling you cause they're in town too, which I uh-huh. know is going to happen to me next week. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, before too, I mean, I'm getting hit in all different directions from all, you know, cause I do real estate construction and do home watch too. So I'm just prepping for, I might have yeah. to turn my phone off and every electronic off completely. For oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you get a lot of action, 10 times more action. Day. It never fails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, everybody's going to be calling me about a property when I'm, when I'm there, but when I'm here, it's yeah. It's so it always happens. It always happens. So yeah. Anyway, but, um, what this show's all about my final question to you, what exactly do people need to look for when choosing an electrical contractor or doing any kind of electrical and why should they choose Kevin with Roseville Rockland Electric as their contractor of choice? Well, I would always say to make sure they are licensed, bonded, and insured. And everyone is going to be choosing us because of the value we provide our whole team across the board, from our communication in the office to our communication and work ethic in the field. No one's going to touch us. We're going to destroy everyone from some simple concepts based off our core values. And that just comes back to being a good person and doing the right thing and communicating. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to destroy everyone. Simple shit. It's nothing hard. <laughs> it's all simple. And that's how we're doing it. Yeah. It's no. working. Yeah. And I, I love it too. Cause I mean, that, that is the thing though. If you keep things simple, you keep that objective too. And that path that you want to be on, you know, you don't, obviously some things are going to change along the way, but if you keep your mindset to where you want to be, like you've said too, and stay within those core values and don't change them, you know, for anybody or any employee or it, it's, it's going to be continued growth. And you're a prime example of that. Look how fast you've grown within that year. You we know. did grow at a good rate. I don't think it was fast, but not fast enough, you should say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do want to say a couple more things that I should have said in the beginning, as far as the growth of the company. How you know, I did start it in 2006. Mm-hmm. I did good till 2009. I'll give some of the bad side of it. 2009, I had a BK uh, business went bad. I BK. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I started up again in 2011. I got in, got in some trouble. Uh, like a lot of us, you know, that's, and this is the third go around now. It started back up in March of 2014 and it originally started out Amaral Electric. Then I made a purchase of Roseville Rockland Electric, which that's another subject to get into. If you're going to purchase a company, know what you're purchasing. I think it was a bad purchase on my part, that company. And we just recently acquired a, another contractor who's awesome, a Hoskin Electric. So we're three in one basically right now. Uh, and that's what's led us to where we're at right now. And of course, a lot of great hires along the way. Jen has been a big asset, uh, my other half, and a lot of other people there whom are with us now in, in the office, just to name a few on the office side. We've got Matt here, we have Ashwin, Sandra. Uh, those are our main head people in our office to help drive it here. To take us, that are gonna take us to where we need to be. We actually just hired a coach this past week oh, nice. uh, for EOS. Have you heard of EOS? Entrepreneur Operating System based off the book Traction. Okay. It's going to help us with our structure of our office and keeping things in line. Well, well, that's the thing, like, you know, too, structure is key in any business, too. I mean, I'm sure you 
being as driven as you are and I have the same problem as you think that you can run everything and you think that you can <laughs> I I just by meeting you I know you're the same to oh, where yeah. it's just it's it's hard to let other people do things because they you don't think you know you always have that voice in your head that you're like they can't do it as good as me and once you start diversifying things out and putting some trust in some people too things change drastically yep and this same thing like you are too as well you always think you can do everything and have time to do everything i do that too i'll do that i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that too oh hell yeah it does as much as i attempted to say it didn't and ignore it it caught up with me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm still guilty of it, man. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to put stuff in place and let, let, you know, like I told you, and I talked about my sales guy and everything, like give him a little bit more freedom too, but I'm still guilty of it where I can say, Oh, I'll do that. Or I'll do this too. And it's like, I was guilty of it this week so far. I mean, I'm, I've been so fried this week, just trying to do everything that I'm doing all at once. And I got, like I was telling you earlier, I got three contracts I'm working on building wise. And then I'm dealing with closings on our inspections with real estate end. And it's like, all these things are hitting me from all these different directions. And when it rains, it pours as you know, too. And it's that's just, the kind of shit you like. That's the kind of shit people like us like is to be overextended. Oh yeah. Otherwise we feel like we're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I've, I've taken on some meditation too, because <laughs> you know what I heard, I heard that works great. Actually, Jen started doing some of that and I'm sure I'll make some time for it eventually. And, and yeah. Try it. 10 minutes, you get, do 10 minutes here and there, some visualization stuff too, man. It helps because you know, with minds like ours too, it's just and people out there listening, I'm sure have similar minds to where they're all over the place. They're thinking they can do this, this and this. It just, it, it, your stress, it helps. It, yeah. It's something that helps with the stress because like, like you, I'm sure you're in a similar boat. I mean, I'm, I'm right after this, what we're uh, right after this podcast, I'm going to go back to our office and I know I'm going to hit, be hit from left and right oh, with yeah. questions. And <laughs> you know, what do I do about this customer and this customer wants to do this, but then I also have two other contracts. I got to get closed out. I'm dealing with banks on, you know, and so on. Cause they're, it's just one thing after that, I got to write a contract for my sister cause she's doing something and I guess she needs it from me today. And it's like, like I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Then I got to go check on a, on a, some subs, and so it's just yeah. Well, rains it pours, man. But like you said, we enjoy it, and it keeps us going, and makes you know days definitely go by quick. Let's put that. Yes, way. they fly by. Yeah. Look at the clock. Holy shit! It's already five o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> so. I didn't get this, this, and this done, but then I, you're probably similar to me where you put too much on your plate. Yeah. I can get eight thousand things done today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to get better at writing them down. But that's the thing as my day goes on too, more and more things pile up. And it's just like, but hey, it happens, man. It's part of business. And that's what we got to do. Right. So anyway, but nah, Kevin, man, this has been awesome, man. There's great info. I really appreciate it too. The last thing I want to ask you to where can people connect with you and find you? Say that again. Where where can people uh, connect with you and find you? Oh, you can connect with us either on our website, rockandelectric.net. Uh, you can find me on, I'm on social media. I don't have a huge presence though, but I'm on Instagram. It's uh, I think underscore Kevin underscore Amaral. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, Kevin Amaral. LinkedIn as well too, Kevin Amaral, same thing. 
and once again though, i don't have a huge presence on social media i do go on it nothing crazy and then we do have a business uh we do have all business ones for facebook uh instagram linkedin we got a lot of those accounts i think we have a twitter too all rockland electric it would be under rockland electric and my personal stuff is under kevin amaral Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If people have any questions, feel free to reach out to Kevin as far as anything with electrical. I'm sure he's happy to help you. And Kevin, like I said, man, this has been awesome. Uh, I appreciate great it. Great talk. Yeah. I, I appreciate you taking your time to come on. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah. It's always about helping people. And I know you have today for definitely for a fact, I'm glad to have somebody in your your line of work on finally. So it's been after 50 something episodes, I finally got a electrician <laughs> on. So, but yeah, I appreciate you, man. And as always, thank you everybody for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the real build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people, and that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please, write a review, share it with your friends and family, and thank you so much for everybody that's listening, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.